0: Welcome to the Chuck Shoot Podcast. My guest today is musician Natalie Merrill. She's a singer, songwriter, guitar player. She performs solo as Natalie Merrill, but she also performs as a duo as Natalie and Brenna. Um, And she also performs with her full band, uh, Natalie and the Sweet Talkers. And if you're not plugged into the Phoenix music scene, you may have never heard of her. Uh, But I'm very confident that many people will know her name very soon. She is extremely talented, and I was honestly blown away by her performance. She does a couple of songs at the end, and uh, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about, her talent. Um, It was just, it was a lot of fun talking with her. We talked about her history with music, and um, it does sound like she had a little bit of an on-again, off-again relationship with singing and guitar playing. And she just recently picked the guitar back up. Uh, And I'm really glad that she did because she's actually a really good guitar player and um, also a really good songwriter. And I think the guitar is how she's, I'm assuming that's how she's writing the songs. Um, But besides her musical talent, um, she's one of the kindest guests I think I've ever had on my show. She thanked me repeatedly uh, when I'm the one who should be thanking her for coming over and and doing me a favor and performing basically a free concert, two songs, and, and answering all my questions about my curiosity. It was just it was a lot of fun, and I hope you guys enjoy this too. All right, welcome Natalie Merrill to the Chuck Shoot Podcast. How are you doing?
1: So excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, cool. So Natalie, Natalie Merrill, Natalie and the Sweet Talkers, Natalie and uh, is it Brenna? Natalie yes, and Brenna, yeah, Brenna so TV. Yeah, so you're of all three.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so the main focus right now is definitely the band. We've been gigging. Um, We've been together for about a year and a half now. But in the beginning, it was me and Brenna Teefy plays guitar amazingly. She's a badass rocker chick. Known her since I was five. Wow. Um, And that kind of grew into me finding a band, and it's just been a whirlwind.
0: Yeah, so you started, uh, you or just you decided you want to be a musician at age ten when you heard Taylor Swift. Was that (laughs) when she was like a country singer more than she? Because now she's like pop. Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah, she's she was very different um, when I was ten. So I heard her record at the time, and I told my parents. I want to be Taylor Swift. Please buy me a, gu- a guitar, okay, and get me some lessons. And they did. I have the best parents in the world. Um, and they bought me my first guitar when I was ten.
0: Is it hard? I asked this the to, uh, to Zach, the other musician I just interviewed. But is it hard to play a guitar when you're ten? Because I I played when I was like fifteen. But my I mean I was pretty fully grown at that point. Yeah. Like When you're ten, you're a lot smaller. Your hands are smaller. Do you have to get a kid guitar? Or-
1: you know. I actually still have the same guitar, and it's, wow. I still—it's kind of smaller than a normal acoustic guitar. But um, I was taught by Thomas Loffenberg, who is also in the local music scene of uh, Arizona. He's awesome.
0: That name sounds—is he in a band?
1: Which... Yes, he's in the Pistoleros.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, that was kind of a, a bigger band in the nineties. right? Yeah, yeah,
1: and he's awesome. I mean, he's incredibly talented. So I learned from him and then kind of quit it for a while. I, um, didn't really play until I was maybe 15 and then did it throughout high school. My mom.
0: (laughs) So you picked it, you picked, picked it back up in high school and then this is interesting. You went to bars, and you put your mom drove you around in the minivan. Yep. And then she came into the bar and sat next to you.
1: Yes. So she would sit very close because I was fifteen, and she yeah. wanted to be right. No, very I totally protected. understand that.
0: Yeah. Um, you almost need like a bouncer at that. One hundred percent. So you're around all these p- adults who are drinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, that had to be intimidating as a fifteen year old girl, right? It, I would think
1: it was. I was just doing what I loved, though. Okay. So I just kind of blocked the rest of it out. And I would have my guitar and my little music sheet with the chords on it um, and really play Taylor Swift covers like the whole night. Um, but yeah, my mom and dad were there. And a lot of the times, especially when I was, well, only when I was old enough to drive, I'd be the ones driving them home because they had <laughs> a lot of
0: fun. Oh, um, I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fun. So, and then you you had a music teacher in high school too. You got to tell me about this class because I read something about you got to go to rock concerts. Like, can you explain what that class was? Because I don't remember going to rock concerts for music class in oh, high man. school. Oh man,
1: I know how lucky I was looking back now, but um, it's called Contemporary Music and Sound. CMAS okay. was the acronym. Um, Richard Maxwell was our teacher, Mr. Maxwell. And it basically was this big room with... Music posters everywhere, and then a bunch of studios. So we got to record and learn Pro Tools and learn wow. how to put on a show. We did like halftime shows at the football games at Arcadia.
0: Well, it, so was so it was am- like a rock amazing. band, like you play like instruments, guitars, and drums. It's not like yeah. saxophones and violins. No, or-
1: it was like he showed us, you know, the Eagles documentary and would fast forward through certain parts, but oh. like it was so badass and I'm so grateful for that because I learned so much and we went to green day for a field trip. We went to flogging Molly. It was And you got to go backstage at
0: green day or or see the dressing room before the show? Yeah.
1: We got to, we got to go kind of behind the scenes. It was a lot of tech focus Mm. at that, um, in that class. So kind of understanding how, you know, the technicalities of putting on a big show like that. Um,
0: I wish but also learn the instruments <laughs> too or did you were that was that something you were kind of supposed to do on your own? It it was a little bit of both. There were okay. different levels. So wow.
1: it, it was like CMAS 1, CMAS 2, CMAS 3, CMAS wow. 4. Yeah, and you were either a performer or an engineer.
0: Interesting. So yeah. I wonder if they even still have that class. They do. He okay. was actually wow.
1: nominated for um, like a Grammy as one of the teachers of music. Wow. He was in like the top 10. I mean, I'm just so grateful. Yeah. He he, super big impact. That
0: that would have been a class that I would have been interested in when I was in high, because I was into music, but I wasn't, I took guitar lessons, but I didn't, you know, in high school, I think we just had band and orchestra and I was not interested in either one of those. So, but so then you graduated high school, and then you went to SU, and you got you got a degree in psychology, and you started mm-hmm. working the insurance job. So did yeah. you take a break during college of music, or did you, were you still performing in college?
1: I definitely took a break. I mean, I would take out the guitar when it was late at night, and we were you know in one of the dorms drinking water um, and. <laughs> I would, you know, take out the guitar and I would always remember how much I loved it. But I took a break uh, during college and just said, I'm going to get a degree. I'm going to get a boring job. And I did that and then was stifled and realized I didn't want to do that path at all. Uh So I'm grateful for it, really, looking
0: back. So do you, you still have a day job now though, or?
1: I do. I have a part-time job oh, part-time. Okay. Um, on the management side of a babysitting company. So oh, okay. I just talk to parents all day. It's oh. really lovely. It's one of my really good friends company. i nice. um, busy bees. It's awesome, but uh, it really works well. Cause I can work from anywhere and oh. it supplements the music
0: stuff. Okay. So. And then you're trying to take the music full time or.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, it, what's, it's what sets my soul on fire. It's what makes me like come alive and it's who I am. Yeah. And
0: you're really good at it. Thank you. Yeah. So, and then was Natalie and Brenna, was that the first band that you started?
1: Yes. And it was Natalie and Brenna. And then the next time it was Brenna and Natalie, because it was an (laughs) equal world. Okay. Um, No, it was just, uh, she's great. She, we've known each other again since we were five. Yeah. Um, Since kindergarten, our parents are really good friends. We've been going to Mexico together forever. She's just incredible at guitar. She learned from Thomas as well. Oh. Um, so we would book gigs uh, around Scottsdale and just at different bars, and we still play together a lot just kind of casually,
0: and it's awesome. Oh, okay. And then you also played with your sister, right?
1: Yes. She's an incredible singer. She won't admit it, but she's amazing. She's a powerhouse. So anytime I can get her up on stage... Um, She's up there with me for sure.
0: But she doesn't do a band like no. another, her own thing? Just when you yeah, pull her up? just okay. when
1: I um, peer pressure her and <laughs> give her enough alcohol.
0: Booze, right. That'll do it, yeah. yeah. So then you formed Natalie and the Sweet Talkers. I mean, this is a relatively new band, only 2018. Yeah. How did the band come together? Did you like audition the band, or were you already familiar with these musicians? Or? So...
1: It's so crazy because the music community in Arizona is just amazing. So how it really happened was two years ago, I was performing with Roger Klein at Circus Mexicus at the festival festival he puts on in Rocky Point. Um, he asked me to sing a song with him. It was I, at the time I was just performing with Brenna and somehow that word came out and he reached out to me asking if I want to perform with him. We sang Rhiannon. Um, on stage, big main stage, it was amazing. One of the best moments of my life. Absolutely. And in the audience was my now bass player, Troy Dixon. Um, I didn't know him at the time, but he saw me, went back to a few musicians that he had been playing with and said, we got to find this girl and we got to work with her. We, we should do some gigs and see what happens. So it also ended up to be that the drummer knew my parents, Just super small world. Just crazy small world. Two weeks later, I was at their rehearsal space, and it was magic. I mean, it just came together like we'd been playing together for years.
0: So So they kind of already had the band. Mm -hmm. Was it called just the Sweet Talkers then?
1: No, they had been playing with different um, singers in the local... Arizona area. Mm. So they, I mean, even like Troy Dixon sometimes plays with Elvis before noon. Mm. Um, and they also play with a singer, Jenny Jarnigan, who she's just amazing. So they'd known each other forever, have been doing gigs forever. But, you know, they wanted to do more. They wanted to be more active in playing out and writing and producing material. So they reached out to me and um, it was super, super natural and awesome.
0: That's cool. So do you write with them or?
1: You know, so the first year was just a whirlwind. We went just kind of hit the ground running with gigs, just booking gigs left and right. Mm -hmm. Um, And got to play so many different places and with so many amazing bands. Now we're looking at it in a way of, we kind of step back and we want to produce and write. Mm. So...
0: Because you do a lot of covers, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You you mix it up, but it's like, I would say mostly covers. Mostly
1: covers for sure. Um, And we love doing that because we just love playing music. So we're happy to be there. Um, but now it's definitely a writing focus and I, because I'm the singer, I guess, write the lyrics, they write music. It's really an awesome collaboration.
0: But you're starting to write music now too, because you picked yes, the guitar back up. And I
1: did. Got over that fear. Was it a fear? <laughs> it, it just was uncomfortable, but that's all, you know, where all the good stuff comes. So I had to just.
0: What was uncomfortable? I mean, because it sounded pretty good. when I mean, you, know, you just warmed up a little bit, and I heard, <laughs> so I heard a little bit, and you played at a Boondocks. I heard that, and it sounded yeah, good. Yeah, it,
1: it was, that was the first time playing guitar live in a few years, actually. Wow. So, and I'd been, i play it, you know, at my house and casually and all that, but um, I love also just focusing on the singing aspect. I kind of like dancing around. And yeah. just get, getting really into it, which you can't do with a guitar oh, the whole sure. time. Um but i love i i mean like you said i was at boondocks with it and it feels right. I don't want to do it for every song, but it's super exciting to to have that aspect.
0: That option, yeah. yeah. So you'll bring it up for some songs and others yep. you'll do the dance yeah, because you got some That's good the moves. Plan. So <laughs> Yeah, so but going back to Roger Klein, let's talk about that relationship because he's big in the Arizona music scene. I don't know if people who people who don't know, he was in a band called The Refreshments. Mm-hmm. And their the biggest thing is they did the King of the Hill soundtrack, but mm-hmm. they have other really good songs and he's uh, very well known here. But um, you did the January jam and the Circus Mexicus. Or the, or he has the I don't know if, have you ever done January? Jan? I have he has not those two music festivals. Yeah, but yeah. So you performed uh, live with him. Was the you said the first time was Rihanna or was it? You also played Green and Dumb, right?
1: Yes. So the first time was Rihanna um, on main stage at Circus with also Josh Kennedy from the Black Moods. He oh. did guitar. Um, and it was just amazing. And then so it's like
0: surreal, right? Like to,
1: I really surreal because I've been going to that festival since I was eighteen, since my parents let me
0: go. How did you? Yeah. How, so how did you become a fan? Because a lot of his fans are old, like me. Like you're pretty young. <laughs> so how did you get into did your parents? Get into that music? Well, the or? music
1: is, I think, pretty timeless. And no, uh, it definitely is. Yeah. But Yeah.
0: There's not a lot of. I mean, maybe there is more younger people. You know, I mean, look at Circus Mexicus. It's a lot of...
1: It definitely it definitely is kind of um, older than me, but I, ever since I was little, my parents were taking me to Roger Klein concerts. Like, mm-hmm. I remember ah, at the okay. marquee having to have earplugs, and I was, like, that little. And we would have little signs that say, like, oh. I love our CPM, you know? And, wow. like, I was five, six, so talking about it being surreal. I mean, truly, if I had told that little girl, like, Hey, that band that you go to with your yeah, parents that yeah. you just look up to and admire, you're going to sing with them one day. I'd be like, you're, you're lying. You're joking. Right. So it's pretty
0: cool. That's really. And then, so your parents must've, it must've been surreal for them too, to see their daughter on stage. Oh my gosh. They, they are obviously big fans.
1: They are the best people I know. They are so supportive. Um, any time that I look out and I see them, like, it's just the best thing in the world, especially when I'm singing with Roger, because that's their whole, I mean, they've just loved that band for so long Mm. when they were the refreshments. Refreshments, Um, so it's, it's really, I mean, the, the gratitude that I have and also that my parents have for it. They just love it.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. You look so happy in that video, the crowd's (laughs) cheering and like, You're smiling. I think you're actually like giggling, right? Like, Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. That's sometimes hard to contain when I'm on stage. I'm like, I got to sing. I can't be laughing. You're like laughing. You're so happy. I know. That's cool. Well, it's I'm just on fire. It's like I'm so present and I'm so myself and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is happening. Take it in. Take it in. Take it in. Because all of a sudden it's over. So
0: yeah, so yeah. you're still, but you're still friends with him and stuff, right? Or-
1: oh, with Roger, yeah, um, yeah. We, I mean, I've gotten to play with him multiple times. He's so supportive of all local bands. It's, yeah, it really is well, that's awesome.
0: What's cool about his two festivals is they shine the light on all these other bands. Yeah,
1: the platform is is incredible because the following he has is just. Right. Amazing! So the platform he has, and then I've also been able to sing with him at his charity event at Rock Bar that he hosts every year, um, Operation Santa Claus. So yeah. we do um, a song together and it's just the best time ever, truly. He's a force of nature.
0: So he, like, but he reaches out to you when he... Need you, right? Like, you could you you couldn't say, like, hey, I'm at Boondocks. Like, do you want to come? I mean, you could invite him, but he's probably really busy, huh?
1: He's he's a very busy person. No, I wouldn't. Um, (laughs) I just I just hope that you know I'm just honored when he asks. So,
0: right, that's very cool. So, you're friends with the Black Moods, you're friends with uh another previous guest, Eddie Eberly. How do you know him? Because, oh my gosh, it's funny because I reached out to you and then I saw Eddie. Uh, he was, I think, it was at the VIG. and I said, I said, hey, do you know any other guests that might want to come on my show? I'm trying to get some more guests. He goes, well, yeah, I, I talked to Natalie, and I was like, wait, you know Natalie? He's like, yeah, I told her she should do your show. I was like, I, like yeah. how did I say? It really is. Everybody knows everybody, everybody. knows everybody.
1: <laughs> they, I actually f- first met Eddie. The Moods had showed me a song called Daddy's Little Daughter at their studio, and they were playing it. and They're like, these guys are going to be the next big thing. And I was on board. I'm like, these guys are amazing. I love this song. I still love that song. It's so good. Um, And then I saw them live, and I just... I think he's in Nashville right now.
0: Yeah, he moved to Nashville. He moved to Nashville. His uh, his drummer, Christian. He's going places. They both are.
1: They're wildly talented, incredible songwriters, and also just incredible people.
0: Yeah, super nice. He said he knows your whole family.
1: Yeah. (laughs) He's like, oh,
0: I know the whole family. Oh,
1: oh, yeah. Everybody kind of knows everybody, but once you... You know, if we go to Mexico together. We're at these shows together. Mm. You go to a house after the show and we take out the guitars and we're playing. I mean, it's definitely a family. That's, That's probably the cool. best aspect of it.
0: Is there any other, like, up-and-coming Arizona bands we should know about hmm. that people don't know about? I mean, everyone knows about... I think everybody knows about the Black Moods. Everybody in Phoenix oh, is yeah. good music. Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: they're... Yeah, they are... I don't even call them local band anymore. Yeah, they're just touring, and they're about to go on tour. They're they're awesome. Everybody. Well, you mentioned like Elvis
0: before noon. Oh my gosh, Elvis
1: before noon is awesome. Um, I've worked with Jay Allen and the Uncommon Good. good. They're amazing. All the talent in Arizona is unbelievable. Like everybody should be bigger than they are. They should all be touring. Like truly, the writing, the just the talent in like one room is. Is amazing the it talent is, at yeah. Circus Mexicus. You're just like, oh my gosh, every single band is on fire. So
0: yeah, been, I still haven't been to Circus. I've only been to January Jam twice. So I'm thinking this uh, June is you got it was, I gotta, Yeah, yeah,
1: it's in June. It is it's a lot
0: bigger than the January Jam. Definitely
1: Jam. a lot bigger. It's like thousands of people. It's
0: crazy.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a party for five days, but uh <laughs> it's it's a blast. It's just it's constant. five days. Uh, you know, it's five days for me. Cause I get there <laughs> early and I stay late, uh, okay, but, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's a weekend, but there's stuff yeah. Thursday night, Friday, sure, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. So
0: yeah. With the people we went with the January, they, they went to like everything. Oh yeah. It was really cool. So yeah. what's a, another festival. This was interesting. I don't know if you played or you just went as a fan, but I saw that you went to the Apache Lake festival. Um, I'm really curious about that one. Just, there was a lot of cool bands, but mm-hmm. also That's like the one part of the state I've never been to. Like explain where that is because it's literally like in the middle of Arizona, middle of nothing, right? Is there anything there besides the lake? There
1: (laughs) isn't like at all. It takes a couple hours to get there. There's a really long dirt road that's kind of scary um, Mm. once you're close. I think they've actually had to postpone that festival a couple times because of rain. and just. There's one road to get there and one road to get out but it's beautiful I'd never been there either and it's a stunning piece of land and really just, it's is awesome. it like
0: forest or is it desert or is it both or? it's
1: it's desert okay there's lots of trees and there's a gorgeous lake wow. and then there's just this big music festival
0: and there's nothing there's no like houses or businesses or restaurants or anything? no
1: right? there's a, there's a couple restaurants before you get to the big dirt road okay it's it's really kind of huh. like you're out in the middle, in the middle of, of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. But that's what makes it pretty cool.
0: No, (laughs) I thought that was so crazy when I saw there was a music festival there because that thing just started, right?
1: I don't know how long it's been going I, yeah, on. Yeah,
0: I, I think I just saw about it a couple of years ago. But it's
1: it's a cool. It's it's different in the fact that like I've just really never been to anything like that. Right. Well, that is,
0: I'm assuming it's. I've never been to Burning Man, but I'm assuming they're trying to make it like an Arizona kind yes, of Burning Man.
1: exactly I'm sure because it, it's it really is kind of untamed in that sense because you're just you you're out in the middle of nowhere. There's if the lights are out, you're gonna see a million stars. It's that you know yes. out from the city.
0: Do you get cell service even? Or? Oh, gosh.
1: I don't even think I was on my cell phone because I was just enjoying the whole thing, but yeah. probably not. I get really bad cell service. No,
0: us so. either, <laughs> it'd either be really, pe- well, if there wasn't a music festival, it would either be really peaceful or a good place for like a horror movie. Yeah, guess, oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta have both vibes. So um, you, t- you mentioned the other day that um, some of the best songs are inspired by relationships. Um, did you ever have like a really bad breakup? That inspired. A oh, who
1: hasn't? Um, it really is not even just romantic relationships. I think your relationship with everybody you meet, and and just love in general, and heartbreak and loss, all of it. I mean, life is material for songwriting, mm-hmm. and it hmm. doesn't even have to be your own story. It can be a story you see, a story you're close to that's kind of where inspiration for me comes and it, I, I want to be a storyteller, but I also want it to be general enough to where when other people hear it, they can relate to it in their own way.
0: Right. So yeah, I've heard, um, it's actually easier to write a song from a, place of like emotional pain as opposed to a place of emotional joy do you agree with that or do you ever try to like sit down and force yourself to write a song when you're really happy (laughs) so you can make like a fun song right um I like happy songs
1: I think I I love happy songs too I think the really good songs come from really bad things I mean when I look at it but also I don't think the people that write those really intense songs were necessarily in that place at that time. I think a lot of people write from scars and not from like open wounds, you know? Interesting,
0: so like they're reflecting back on- Reflecting
1: in a bigger picture sense and in a way that is you won't feel like your entire soul is on display when you play it for somebody because you've kind of been there, done that, you've learned from it. yeah and now I'm going to share it and show it with the world and hope somebody resonates, but I'm also not going to like feel like I'm, you know, bleeding for everybody.
0: Right. Cause yeah, wasn't it wasn't, it no doubt. And Gwen Stefani, like she wrote that song. Don't speak. I love that song. Yeah. But I think she said it was like, it's hard to perform that song. Cause it was, I think it was about her and her brother or something. And it's like yeah. a really emotional, like painful song to like sing, Yeah, but she has to sing it now for the rest of her life. Cause yeah. it's like one of her biggest hits.
1: Yeah. I think I, you know, to really perform as as well as you can, you have to drop into that emotional state of whatever the song is about. So it's hard to do, but also what's so awesome is when you look out and you see people either singing along or just really feeling it, and you know that they're feeling it and seeing you and hearing you, mm-hmm. you don't feel alone in it. It's unifying.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So like when we were at Boondocks, you just played a show there recently, um, there's some people that obviously came specifically for you to see the concert, but then it, it was like interesting cause it's kind of an interesting setup there. They have the big outdoor and the concert and then there's kind of the inside part. So there's like people that can maybe came there that didn't see not to see your band or not to see a, a live band. And so there's a lot of people with backs, you know, the back to the, uh, their back to your, uh, <laughs> Uh, to the band, and yeah, you know, I'm sure like you played shows at bars, so you're you're are you just used to that? Like, how do you deal with that? Like, because to me, is I feel like that'd be like so rude, and I'd be like, Excuse me, <laughs> I'm trying to do a concert here. Like,
1: I really try to not worry about things I can't control, yeah, and all I ever have the intention of with a show is to bring the best energy and the most loving and just be a light and unify people make people feel just alive Mm -hmm. that's like the goal every show and so it doesn't really matter if there's 10 people in the audience if there's a thousand if people are listening or not like if i connect with one person i feel like i've done
0: the job and Do you try to get those people that maybe aren't there to see the show to become a fan? Like you maybe try to dance with them or yeah, like I mean, bring them into the show or you kind of just say, Yeah, I'm not going to focus on them because they're just not interested in I, music. Or- I
1: focus on the moment and the song and what yeah. I'm singing. And then whatever happens kind of goes from there because I will see that group of people that obviously have no idea who I am. Yeah. And then they're kind of like starting to shake their head, and then they're kind of starting to shake their hips, and then they're getting into yeah. it, and it's amazing, and I'm, I love that. Yeah. Um, but also, I'm not, I'm not going to
0: force anybody to. I think you did kind of call your dad out on one song though, didn't you? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I
1: always call my parents out. They're.
0: <laughs> You're like, I, I'm playing this song for you, Dad. Wake up, or so, is he not paying attention? Or no,
1: always- he just. I just love him so much. I've played Rocket Man by Elton John. That's his favorite song. So oh, okay. I just wanted him to know that that was for him.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. So on that um, kind of piggyback on that topic of people at concerts, like what do you think of phones at concerts? Because I know, and on the one hand, I think like it's a good tool for mm-hmm. people to promote the band. Like if I take a video of Natalie and Sweet Talkers and I post it on social media, then all my social media has seen you know yeah. your band. But on the other hand, I think it might be distracting. Is it sometimes distracting for the artists? And also, like, the phone quality of video is not always the greatest. So sometimes that might hurt you. Or if somebody sees it and goes, oh, this sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. But that's just because of the, the video, not because of your voice.
1: Yeah. I When I see people take their phones out and record, I'm just so, like, ecstatic that they want to save the moment. <laughs> you know? I, I'm just it's like, flattering. oh, yeah. thank you, you know? And I, I know that they'll show their friends or you know, they'll, they'll post it, which is awesome. Me, myself, when I'm going to concerts, I turn my phone off. Like I need to be as present as possible to actually Mm. enjoy it. If I'm on my phone the whole time, I'll just walk away being like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even enjoy it. But you know, people love that live video stuff too now. And I think it's fun, especially for people that can't be there that really love a band. Yeah. Even if it's really bad phone recording, they like to be like they're there and uh, feel like they're a part of it. But yeah, and, and I it's think that's not a, distracting. Oh, that's
0: good. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I wondered about that. But yeah, there's definitely and there's some people that just, you know, might take a couple clips here and there. Mm-hmm. And like I think I took a couple clips cuz like I, I you know, I was like, oh, this is cool. I want to show people, like, yeah. the, you know, songs you're doing and stuff. But yeah, there's some people that will literally hold their phone the entire concert. And I'm and like, that's that seems like not even fun to, yeah. That,
1: especially if you're standing behind that person at like a very crowded <laughs> yes. concert yes. and you're like, oh my gosh, it's <sighs> right there. You don't yeah. need to record the whole thing. Yeah,
0: I try to take a few clips here and there. I mean, I, and people say, oh, you'll never watch those. And I'm like, I actually do. I go back sometimes and I'm like, oh, that was so cool yeah. when I saw that band. But, I have um, to, for sure. Yeah. Do you like, now do you like playing, Cause you do covers and originals. Do you like playing the covers more or the originals?
1: Originals. Really? Times a million. Oh really? yeah. Times a million. Cause okay. it's, it's me. Yeah. You know, I like putting spin on ori- or on covers Yeah. Uh, and making it my own. But at the end of the day, I didn't write it, you know? And so to be a part of like the conception of a song and just every step of the way and then presenting it to people and them liking it, it's like the, best feeling ever it's so it's so cool
0: yeah I, I, I think that kind of shows too because I felt like your, your covers were good but I felt like yeah with the originals like you did seem there it was like a little bit more it just felt like more like energy I don't yeah, know yeah
1: I, I appreciate that well thank yeah, you that no, was really
0: cool Definitely. I, I like the new songs that I heard thank you um my heart's in it so yeah that's really <laughs> cool um so let's talk about uh style and looks for musicians in 2020 because mm-hmm. I mean you're probably too young to remember this but like Um, you know, before MTV, obviously there was the radio and then MTV came along and then it was like, you had to have a certain look to Mm -hmm. be on MTV. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then I feel like MTV's kind of gone away, although there's YouTube and all that stuff. But it seems like it's kind of like the pendulum is swung the other way where looks don't really seem to matter as much. Like I, I look at some of the, I'll hear these songs on the radio. And then like my girlfriend will show me like the video. She's like, Oh yeah. You, have you ever seen this person? I'm like, Oh wow. Like I had no idea what they look like. Mm-hmm, Do mm-hmm. you think that looks and style is, is that still as big a thing as it used to be? Or is it important in 2020? I
1: f- it's important in this. I try to not make it more important than it should be. Like mm-hmm. if I'm worrying more about my clothes than the song, then there's a problem. But right. I also, you know, I want to f- look my best up there so I can perform my best and just feel my best. But I think a cohesive look, like everybody kind of being on the same page to where oh. not everybody is having a whole different uh, style and like decade
0: of what, yeah. what, how they dress. That's a good point. I never thought about that because, yeah, you got to kind of coordinate with the band a
1: little bit. Right? Oh, yeah. there's yeah. There's been many times where we're like, OK, guys, we're wearing all black and, you know, something like that. Um, I think it's different for, for women, for sure. I think we have to really worry about like our hair and our makeup and all that stuff. But I really, like I said, what I try to control and what I really try to focus on is the energy that I bring, because I know that even if I'm sweating all my makeup off and my hair is just gross and mm-hmm. like stuck to my face, <laughs> if I'm enjoying myself and the energy's good, then I'm going to look good to people. You yeah. Know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. No. Yeah. So you kind of had uh when at boondocks, you kind of had like a Stevie Nicks look going and noticed that you, you played, I think th- I counted three Stevie Nicks, one solo song and yeah. then two Fleetwood Mac. Like how I would obsessed- do a whole
1: set if I could.
0: Yeah. How obsessed <laughs> with Stevie Nicks are you? Is she your favorite right now? Oh, or-
1: I'm mildly
0: obsessed. No,
1: I love her so much. She like, I always say, you know, as a woman, my mom inspires me. And as a, Song songwriter singer performer Stevie Nicks, and also as a woman too. Like, just she she is just a take no prisoners. Like, just herself completely. She's wildly sexy, but she's like covered head to toe somehow. There's like no skin showing, but then she's like this sex symbol. It's incredible. But her songwriting is really what what gets me. Yeah, unbelievable.
0: Yeah, no, That she's so many hits, like from the solo and the Fleetwood Mac. There's so many I even like the eighties Fleetwood Mac, which I'm oh, it's yeah. like kinda like a guilty pleasure, but that's like my era. So like I grew up with those songs and I'm like, these are I, good. I don't know. I, I just like
1: I just love her. Her songwriting, I always I always think it's like she breaks your heart and then puts it back together in three minutes. And that's really hard to do as a songwriter. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is it hard to sing Stevie Nick's style?
1: Um because I love it so much, no. Okay. And because I've been doing it for a while. Um, but it definitely feels like, oh, gosh, I've got shoes to fill. Yeah. You know? Not like I, I ever, you know, put myself up to that challenge. Mm-hmm. But I want to do the song justice. Right. You know?
0: No, you did great. Yeah. Thank you. What about uh, Lady Gaga? Like, she... I, I, she was kind of a pop star and I kind of thought, I was like, she was okay or whatever. But yeah. then when I saw that movie, A Star Wars War, I actually, yeah. I, again, another guilty pleasure. I'm a fan. I like, oh, she was come so good on. in that, in that movie. Yeah. yeah, it was so good. <laughs> so is she hard to emulate and like hit those notes? Because she's got range.
1: She's, man, she's got pipes. She's amazing. I sing a couple of her songs. Again, just as like a flattery thing not as a i want to be lady gaga and sing like lady gaga yeah. thing i want to sing these songs that people know and love um she's she's incredible and that movie really it i think it showed a side of her to people that we hadn't seen before yeah like raw and real and just like
0: she was she was Authentic. a good actress too. Like she was so likable and like yeah. charming. And I was like, oh, I did because all I've seen is like you know the meat dress uh, and all yeah, the weird songs. Far I like, cry from ah, the meat she's dress. Kind of weird, yeah. and <laughs> her songs are okay, I guess. But yeah, no, that was a great movie. Do you yeah. ever do those the songs from that movie or are they kind of overplayed? I
1: actually have done shallow a couple times. Have you? Yeah, that to be a tough admit, one. When it came out, no, it definitely. Oh my gosh, it's like the hardest song to sing ever, but the bar goes crazy because they just, people just love that song. I sing that one with my sister. I called her up as a kind of a surprise. It was her 21st birthday. um, And I called her up halfway through. She had no idea. Kind of like in the movie, how he calls her up to sing that song. And she's so like nervous and stuff. And she, she absolutely nailed it. I just walked away from the microphone. I'm like, all right, take the wheel. It, wow. She was awesome. That's yeah.
0: cool. Yeah, it's cool to hear those songs live because like Eddie did one of the um, the songs from that soundtrack, not Shallow, but the other, like one of the ones that uh, the Bradley, one that Cooper, Bradley Cooper, Cooper does. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it was cool to hear that too because you don't, you can't go see that band, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> exactly. it's like a made up, so you kind of have to see a cover band. Yeah. But do it. Basically. Eddie does
1: that song so well. Yeah. He played that at they Circus and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the song from yeah. Stars Born
0: figure out wait how do i know this song i was like putting it in context weird (laughs) yes exactly it's very cool so um going back to your music teacher he said that he wasn't really surprised by your success he said people would see you and they'd go nuts and but you'd never brag like you're always humble um but now we're on a podcast so we can actually talk about this kind of stuff (laughs) so like what's going on in your head when people compliment your musical ability like do you say to yourself like damn right, I'm amazing. Or are you like a harsh critic of yourself? You're like, oh, I wish I would have hit this note better. Or
1: You know, I when I am like in the zone and I meditate a lot, that's a big thing. Do you?
0: Yeah. Oh, really? What and kind of meditation?
1: It All over. Like I do a bunch of different kinds, but really like the main one is just sitting and listening to something that I don't have an opinion on. So whether that's like the air conditioner in the room or okay. like a ticking clock or something huh. like that. To absolutely clear my mind, it like opens a channel. I feel like I always do it before writing, I do it before shows, I do it, I did it before this. Um, I do it every day, but wow. it really is to c- open that creative channel. And so, what feels like is coming through is not really from me. So, when I'm getting compliments or criticism, I try not to take it too personal.
0: Either one, good or bad.
1: I'll take, I'll take. The compliments way easier, of course, <laughs> yeah, of course, okay. as anybody. But yeah. I also am just like, that song wrote itself. I'm so glad that you love it because I love it too. I love that you felt something wow. from it. And I love to just make people feel what I'm feeling when I'm singing those songs. But, you know, and the criticism too, I am i don't run into too much of that. I think it's more prominent on social media yeah, because people don't have like... You know, they don't want to come up and tell you to your face.
0: Do people post stuff on your social no, media? Oh, no, no.
1: Okay. You just see it on, yeah, you know, yeah. in the world. You right, just see true. it in the world. Yeah. But, you know, I, I feel like if you're in the arena and you're like on stage, you can't take criticism from the people that are like in the cheap seats.
0: Right. No, I just you know? I heard some quote the other day that said like, the harshest criticism will always come from people in the cheap seats.
1: It's the cheap seats. That's and it's like, quote. I'm fighting like, oh, in the arena. That. I'm yeah. not going to listen to the person that's way up there that needs yeah. binoculars to see and is like throwing Cheetos at me. Right. Not going to yeah. listen to that person. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. So that's cool. You meditate um, <laughs> and you do yoga, right? I
1: do. I, um, I used to do yoga a lot more. I do Orange Theory now. It's oh, you there. do one of those? I love it. I <laughs> love it it's crazy it makes me feel just really strong because it's a lot of like weightlifting and all that but i think having like that physical exercise yeah is really essential like i cannot do a show unless i've worked out that day okay
0: yeah that was gonna ask you about so health and fitness so yeah you're doing the orange those are intense i did that for a while then i was like i can't it's all these women i'm like i can't keep up with these women i'm (laughs) out of shape like i can't do it. but it's it's a it's a good workout
1: it's it makes me feel really badass, especially to look to your left and right and see all these women. Like yeah. you said, you're like, man, this is this is pretty cool. But it just clears my head. It's mental more than anything. Oh, that's great.
0: And then do you do like a specific diet or anything? Or no,
1: no. I love pizza and <laughs> and, and cheese and carbs and all the all the
0: things. all the bad stuff. Yeah, <laughs> just do orange theory and then it just then, yeah, and
1: just dance on stage for like three oh, hours. Dance You'll be fine. Yeah, that's
0: a good work. <laughs> do you ever like uh, time your workout with with you're on stage? Oh like, gosh, how many? calories you burned no and around?
1: no I don't I don't really keep track of that that's stuff interesting yeah I should though yeah wear a Fitbit or something up yeah, there. yeah
0: totally so you you had a dream of uh performing with Stevie Nicks do you think that's something you can accomplish in the next I like, when do you have a timeline for that uh
1: no I don't uh. have time
0: uh, no, I know <laughs> I won't put someday. a timeline on
1: it one day that would be I mean I would just Thelma and Louise after that I would just jump <laughs> off a cliff and be like I'm good I'm done I've came what I've came yeah. to do we're good This is my peak. Thank you all for your time. But uh, (laughs) I mean, hopefully that's, that'd be incredible. So that's
0: the ultimate.
1: That's yeah. I mean, that would be incredible. Cause
0: everyone's got their like pinnacle. Like when I talk to comedians and they'll always say like, they'll be on the tonight show or whatever. And I'm like, so was that like the ultimate? And like, everyone's got their thing that, you know, if you're in a movie, if you're in a sitcom or, you know, so for you it'd be performing with Stevie Nicks. Yeah. That would I mean, because you performed with Roger Klein like so early in your career, so oh, that
1: was just crazy. Yeah. I was, I kept pinching myself. I'm like, wait, I just started singing. Like, yeah. what's happening? It was awesome. So I think
0: it could happen. She's still tours, right? Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. There you go. She's still rocking. She's rock queen, as so, far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, definitely. I never, I never, I want to see. her. I wanted to see her, and uh, I guess she performed with Tom Petty when he was here last time before he died. died. I never saw him perform either. I didn't either. Uh, that would
1: have been an amazing show. That would yeah. be like peak concert experience as well. You yeah, you couldn't I go to another concert after that.
0: I think it was like Tom Petty. <laughs> is, does Stevie Nicks live here? No, she's not. Yeah, yeah she is. She, she is okay
1: because yeah, because I think Tom. Her address Petty, you know. is um no. I <laughs> oh, you know her? Address? No, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not that it's crazy. Is there restraining order
0: against you? There might be.
1: Okay. Uh, no, she's just awesome. But I think she lives in Paradise Valley, as far as
0: really. Yeah, because I my buddy said that he went to a Tom Petty show and she just like randomly they brought her up. Yeah. So I, I don't think she was like actually like on the tour, but they just, that's, yeah. that's cool.
1: Well, Steve Nix is in the audience. You got to bring her
0: up. Maybe yeah, definitely. If she's there, She doesn't belong sure. in the audience. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I think they have a song together or they did. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyways, back to your music, the sweet talkers, you guys have an album coming out or are you going to release singles or
1: we're working on songs right now. So okay. our goal is um, an album by the end of the year. Uh, we have multiple songs. We're just kind of getting out all that, creativity that again, like when you're gigging every weekend, you don't really have time to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, they've got full-time jobs, they've got families. So Mm. it's, um, all doing covers every weekend. It's awesome. It's amazing. But then now we're finally, you know, doing the original thing. And also I didn't, but but until recently, like I didn't feel comfortable writing and I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I, I would like force myself to do it.
0: Where, so. You said that before about the comfort, like you didn't feel comfortable playing the guitar. What do you mean? I just,
1: like, I just was like, it's not time yet. I don't want to force huh. anything. You know,
0: like it wasn't like an insecurity thing. It was just didn't, it something just didn't feel didn't right. Feel
1: right. It just huh. didn't. I, I really go off of like feelings, and so I just would pick up the guitar and be like, okay, I gotta write a song. I gotta write a song, and then I just get frustrated and just like criticize myself over doing something that you know, not a lot of people even can do at all. Right. So, but now I love it. I don't know really what changed to be okay. honest with you. <laughs> was it like a writer's
0: block almost or just probably, or more like a,
1: okay, probably hmm. it was, I mean the first full song that I ever, have ever written and I'm going to play it for you. Okay. It, it was sparked by something pretty traumatic. It was, a our really good friend Rhonda passed away tragically. She's in the music scene. I'm sure you've like seen and heard. Yeah. Yeah. So that song was born from that experience because it was just shocking. It like sent shockwaves through like the community. And I just kind of wrote it from the perspective of her um, fiance, Mike, and like how that would feel to just suddenly lose someone that was like your whole world. So going back to what we talked about, I guess it took something like really crazy and triggering and big to like sit down and write a song. But again, that song wrote itself truly huh. like I sing it and I feel like, Oh my gosh, who wrote that song? I was like in another state of mind. So it head.
0: is sometimes because you said sometimes you kind of want to write it from like the scar, like you're thinking back, but that mm-hmm. one was one where you wrote it. Like, oh, it in was the moment. like
1: in the moment. Oh. It was totally in the moment, but also I wasn't, I was writing it from somebody else's perspective. Yeah. I oh, okay. dropped into maybe what it would feel like if I was him but I didn't lose my fiance. Like I didn't lose someone that close. I loved Rhonda and we were good friends, but mm-hmm. like I didn't lose someone that was my whole world. So it was quote unquote easier to write it because mm-hmm. it wasn't my pain that I right. was carrying. Yeah. Well, the sum
0: of it, I mean, losing your friend. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you were trying to, see it from the perspective of the fiance. Exactly. And I think that worse. actually made it,
1: it made it easier because oh. it's not, it's like, it's like removed. It's like writing a story in third person right. kind of thing. Even oh, though you're singing it, I, 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 you're yeah. still writing it from somebody else's perspective.
0: Yeah. So now are you guys going to produce this uh, record yourself or, cause I know a lot of bands are doing that, kind of putting out their own music without the record labels. Uh, they can do that. And then that way you have creative control. Yeah. Right?
1: You know, we haven't gotten to that point yet and made those decisions yet. So that'll be down the road. I'm open to really anything. Um, and I just want really good people on my team. Yeah. So
0: so you guys are just doing like demos right now. Yeah, that's what yeah do. Okay. exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And then what is the goal besides performing with Stevie Nick? Do you have any <laughs> other uh, goal with the live shows? Like, is there a set number of shows you're trying to do? Or is there certain venues or tours or festivals you want to get on?
1: Oh, gosh.
0: You've already done Circus Mexica, so you cross that off the list. I
1: know. Um, It's so funny. I don't have like specific goals because I keep playing gigs and shows that I didn't even think were possible. (laughs) Like, you know, so quickly. So I'm like, I don't even know what's the next best thing. I I don't even, I'm not even going to pretend to be naive or I'm not even going to be naive enough to think that I know what the next best thing is.
0: So, do you get offered the shows, or, or does the manager here reach out to the places, or how does that work?
1: Um, mo- in the beginning, it was like we just went to every bar we could and talked to people, but that really got us nowhere. Truly. Oh, really? We would get business cards and send emails, and then send a follow up email, and then send another follow up email, but something broke loose and eventually now it's just all them reaching out to us, which uh, is great. Yeah. It's awesome.
0: Well, cause probably once you, you were at Circus Mexicus, you yeah. performed with Roger Klein, you've opened uh, you've done a show with the black moods mm-hmm. and all these you got them. street cred, right?
1: Street cred. That's yeah. what it is. But yeah, it's a community. Everybody knows everybody. So if you can vouch for them, like I know a couple of shows, you know, they've talked to the black moods about it. Like, Oh, should Natalie and the sweet talkers do it? And they're like, hell yeah. They should. So it's kind of that community. And what's great is we all are really supportive of each other.
0: No, that's super cool. Yeah. And I'm, I'm learning more about it And I, I like learning and, and finding out these new bands. And I feel yeah. like, like every day I find out about a new one. I'm like, wait, there's another, I've never heard of this band that'll look and they'll have all these followers yep. and, and they played all these shows. And I'm yeah. like, cause there's, there really is a lot of venues here that pe- it's, I mean, mm-hmm. we're nowhere near as big as like Nashville. Have you been there?
1: I haven't. That's a, okay, okay there we go. That's a goal. Yeah, that's a go. goal. Yeah. I want to go to Nashville for yeah, sure.
0: You could, I'm sure Eddie can h- hook you up with a show yeah. or venue or something. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Eddie. <laughs> that is a great, so you go there and it's like these four-story bars and every level is a different band. So oh, So there's my like gosh. four bands in that's one bar. That's the dream. It's amazing. It's, and then even just like we went to the airport, there was like four bands on the way just to get our luggage. That's and stuff. what I like, hear is
1: like it's constant music, Yeah, which is, I mean, that's, That's awesome. It's all live music,
0: yeah. I I don't think I saw one DJ. And even like, you know, we went to like, I feel like we went to every bar, but yeah, I didn't see any DJs. I don't don't know. if That's
1: better that way. Not to diss DJs, but live music. I love a good live band. I love live music too, yeah. (laughs)
0: That's the problem here is like, there is a lot of live music, but it's so it's so spread out. Like, that's the other thing is I'll find out about live music, like bands, but also find out about places that play live music that I had no idea Mm -hmm. existed. They'll be like, Oh yeah, they do live music at this bar over here. I was like, Mm -hmm. they do. I'm like, I've never heard of that. Yeah. So it's good. I
1: think it's growing like exponentially. That's what
0: I've noticed too. Yeah. Yeah, Cause like even boondocks, like they didn't, that used to be, a. um, was it a, no, what was it before? It was Spanish Fly, it was like a pool bar and then they closed it down and they Yeah, they've up.
1: got live music like I think almost every night. That's what I've
0: heard, yeah. It's pretty
1: awesome. Yeah. Lots of lots of places like Rock Bar has music every night. Yeah. Old Town Tavern has music every night. Yes. And that's the best Rusty thing. Rusty Spur, Rusty every Spur night. every night. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a good so night cap at Rusty Spur is always a great idea
0: (laughs) (laughs) if you can get in that place is so small i know gosh it's it's so small cool well so are you ready to play some live songs? i would love to okay we'll take a little bit of a pause here and then we'll get set up Okay, so yeah, so I want you to try to teach me some kind of stage move. Okay. Like you you had a couple, okay. at least teach me one.
1: That, it really is flattering that you think I have moves. <laughs> Better um, than me. Is I think they're more calculated, actually, than I'm letting on. Um, it's kind of like when I need to do something. So like, okay. let's say, all right, all right, you gotta get loose, okay? <laughs> all right, so just move your head back okay. and forth. All right, get in the zone. You're Stevie Nicks, you're okay. Stevie Nicks. You're just, you are her, okay? There you go. Yep, yep, okay, so... It's kind of like, oh, I need to take a deep breath. So I'm going to do this away from the microphone and not have to sing. So you just, just your hair. There you go. Yep, yep, Okay, And it's like, oh, I need to take a drink. So I'm going to like dance (laughs) over here and grab my drink. It's very more calculated. And then it's a lot of this, like you're just. Yes, you were doing it. this
0: kind of thing, then like when you're
1: feeling it, you yeah, know, when you're feeling it. And okay. then it's a lot of this. That's yes, that's what that, it was. Is that the one and you had
0: like the draped kind of sleeves, oh, so yep, it made true. it even better. That's so you,
1: true. You got to have the bell sleeves for this. The bell work. sleeves. Is that the bell what it's sleeves. Called? Okay. It's a lot of like drawing it out like this. Oh, okay. And a lot of this. <laughs> you're right. It's kind of an interpretive yeah. dance. I didn't even think about. Yeah, it. You got some moves. That's All, all right. I'm well, all right. now you're subbing next time. So. There
0: you go. We'll just have to do like a Milli Vanilli thing because I can't say so. You're
1: going to okay. need a kimono, okay. though, for sure. Like, you have to have a right. kimono awesome. to basically do these moves.
0: Okay, <laughs> let's hear you do some real songs now. All too. right. Okay.
1: Yes, so this one is the one I was just talking about. It's called Less Alive. Um, it's about love and loss, and it's dedicated to our dear friend, Rhonda, who we love and miss so much.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: It's been a while since I left home How many days it's been, I just don't know I could get used to the sirens and lights But I sure wish you were here tonight My grief to grace. But when I close my eyes, I see your. It's
0: all in my mind. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh I don't I'm not I'm not fucking with you when I say this right now. I swear to God I got chills when, when oh, just what? knowing like the story and yeah. stuff and then just it was like, you could tell the emotion was definitely there. Like, that was amazing. Thank like, I can't you. I can in my kitchen right now. Thank- <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to tell this. It's like same with Eddie Allen. I'm going to tell the story. You guys were Thank you. Is, like, amazing.
1: So, Thank you. Wow. That was I appreciate it. I was a
0: fan it. before, but, like, now I'm, like, even more. But, like, that was amazing.
1: <laughs> Thank like, you so much. You I'm excited. I'm excited to work on yeah. it. And I think yeah. everybody can relate to it. The story is really powerful and incredible. And then... I've had people, you know, come up to me. My my mom is like, that reminds me of my brother. She lost her brother when she was my age. And she's like, that's that's my brother, you know? So people that have, everybody's lost somebody. So that's my goal with that song is like, you're not alone. Everybody's lost somebody. This is real and this is life. And it's important to- to sing about it.
0: <laughs> right. No, that was amazing. Thank you. I just realized my mic wasn't on for because oh. I turned it down, so <laughs> that's fine. I can pipe in one of my stupid thoughts. But no, do you want to do another one then?
1: Uh Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll do another one. So this is um, kind of a 180 from that one. Okay. So let's see here. <laughs> um, this one's called Seasons, and it's just about the crazy up and downs of relationships uh, that everybody understands, and here we go.
2: I'm sorry, I'm so ornery, at least. I give a damn when we're fighting and we're hurting. There's no room for anyone to win. Ah. Oh. what the experts say. Well, my darling, we could try it. We never get any sleep anyway. Don't get too close. I remember when we were strangers, and your smile was Novocaine. Yes, I fell hard. You called me sweetheart. Baby, we were both to blame. don't get too close't Don't be exposed, don't get too close, don't be Oh <hleh.">
0: Like, how do you do that? I mean, I guess it's just like asking Michelangelo, like, how do you paint? Like, because how do you sing with that range? Like, I mean, and it, I, you didn't miss a note. It's amazing. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you. Um, I have taken vocal lessons. That's helped a lot. It's a lot of just trying to control your breath and know where to breathe and also write songs in your range. I'm not trying to write songs that I can't sing. You know, yeah, and I love it. Obviously,
0: so. are you? Is this like is you just? This is like oh, it's another day at the office here. Like, <laughs> it's <amazing every> time. <laughs> wow, yeah, that was because I feel like you didn't showcase this as much at Boondocks. Like, I feel like, it, or maybe it's just because we were on the back a little, but like, this is way more powerful being right up front. Like in the your range, you're really just putting your heart into it like you're not you're just like what you know like everything's out there and it was like perfect Thank you
1: well these are really new songs and yeah. at boondocks was the first time i've ever played them live so right. i think i was really nervous and didn't get as into it um every time i play them i'm more comfortable but also you know having a full band you got to be in sync the whole time and yeah. so when it's just me and my guitar i know that i don't have like the exact beat every time, Mm -hmm. but I'm not too worried about it because I don't need to, Worry about the rest of them. I'm like, oh gosh, I don't want to mess them up. Um, maybe that's it, but definitely different vibes, like how I love sometimes just hearing some of my favorite bands acoustic. It's a mm-hmm. whole different thing. No,
0: yeah, that's, I think, yeah, that's what it's all stripped down. Yeah. And it's like, you're not hiding behind, you know, like backing vocals or, I mean, it's just you and the guitar yeah. and it's like, and you nailed it. Like, that's really you. impressive. So, Thank wow. That's, I'm excited for those to come out. Like Thank I said, you. for the world to hear. And I'll post this on my YouTube channel if that's okay. Uh, if of I've, course. Okay, please cool. do. Yeah. I'll try to get more. Uh, music and more stuff on my YouTube I've got Eddie and a few people but cool well um, let's see I always like to end with a charity did you have one in mind that you you said two I think right and you're like
1: oh yeah Um, we as a band have always just we love doing anything that relates to charity I think the one that's really dear to my heart right now is and it's not even really a a charity it's the american heart association because Hmm, my dad had a heart attack in or last year and that just i mean that flipped everybody's world upside down he's totally okay but um the care that he's gotten from them and just the care from abrazo heart hospital they're always taking donations so that's that's like the biggest thing to me right now. Okay. I just did a charity orange theory thing for American. Heart oh, Association, that's awesome. So isn't
0: there um, one of the biggest charity events in Phoenix is the, the heart ball. Is that what it's called? Right. I, I yeah. don't,
1: I'm just now like understanding this cause cause it never really hit home, Yeah, you know, which it sucks that it has, you have to wait till it hits home to care about it. But know. you know, yeah. Um, but Yeah. So any you know involvement in that I'm
0: in okay well very cool so people I'll post that link on the on yeah. the notes and um, yeah I mean you've you've done you've already done some amazing stuff performing with Roger Klein and all this but I mean this band is relatively new 2018 mm-hmm. so I'm excited to see where the future takes you like, I'm excited too it's like you said like there people need to get know about the Phoenix scene because you and you and eddie the black movie, i mean we there's a we got a lot of talent here we so really do it's, it's really amazing
1: it's awesome i'm just happy to be here i really yeah. am and everybody supports each other it's not a competition thing because no. everybody's really different you know, yeah,
0: that's it's, true. It's
1: not like we're all trying to do the same thing. No, that's a, that's a
0: good point. Yeah, there's yeah. A, lot of, a lot of variety. We need more
1: females. So any girls out there yeah. that are wanting to get into the music scene, please y- join me. There's a couple me.
0: that I've followed on Instagram. Uh, one, actually, I've been trying to get to do my podcast. But yeah, so there are definitely some yeah. talent. But yeah, we need we could always use more. Yeah. And like like you said, I think there, it's growing. There's getting more and more venues are doing live music. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. very cool. Well, I look, look forward to the future. And thanks so much for doing Thank my podcast. Thank you so
1: much for having me. I had a blast.
0: Okay, me too. Yeah, thank you.
1: Thank
0: you. Yeah, this really was one of the most fun episodes I've done in a while. Um, it's always great when you have a musician perform, especially in um, you know my own little condo. And, th- and this is why I do these podcasts, because I'm a fan. Uh, I love media. I love comedy. I love acting. I love sports. And I especially love music. So it's a real treat to have Natalie in my home and having her perform for us live. And again, she's just she's such a nice person. I wish nothing but good things for her. And I think a lot of good things are going to be coming her way. So make sure you uh, follow her on Instagram and Facebook. Um, she has a solo account, which is just at Natalie Merrill Music, and her band account, which is uh, Natalie and the Sweet Talkers. And I'll post both of these in the notes section. So if you just scroll down, you should be able to find it. Um, you can follow me on social media too. If you like these interviews and find out about amazing artists like Natalie, Um, And if you enjoyed the episode, I'd love to hear your thoughts, either from a review or you can share it and tag me. Um, And make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have an amazing day.